Hello, everybody. This is Travis Poppleton, and with me, as always, is Terrence Abney. Hello, everyone. How are you? And this is The Connecticut Show, where every other week on Sunday afternoon, we give you a new perspective on New England. So if uh, you're new to the area, if you're a student, if you just moved in, or if you're looking to travel here, we're having those conversations that that look at the places that we love here, the culture that we love here uh, from a new perspective. So hopefully we're offering you something each week that that's a little bit interesting. Indeed. And keep in mind that this is from two transplants to the area, from the Dirty South and the West Coast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's the Dirty South. What, what classifies it as the Dirty South? It's just the, my, one of my favorite terms from back in the day. All right. So that's, that's I, 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 keep, I keep and embrace it. Yeah, I don't have any, um, anything from the West Coast. It's just the West Coast. So I'm, I'm originally from California. And Terrence, where, where, where are you calling pre-home before New England? Pre-home before New England would be Augusta, Georgia. No, it's a nice place. Right outside, right? I, I stay right outside of Augusta, Georgia in South Carolina. Or I should say I used to stay. So it's the Augusta, Georgia metropolitan area. You have to be there to really understand that. There's some good golf down there, isn't there? We do host the Masters Tournament. Great, great tournament if you play golf and you've ever heard of it. I've even been there once. But pimento cheese sandwiches stink. Now, now have, we know. You have to get into that and get into that master's culture to really understand why I said that. So, you know. I, I don't. I have no context. <laughs> so for on behalf of half of our listeners, we'll, we'll look it up later. But, uh, yeah, no, we're both uh, transplants here. And we've done a couple shows. We're actually new to the WHUS family, which is very exciting for us. This is our first episode, actually, um, with WHUS. Uh, but before this, we had a, a podcast. We have some content out on Connecticut.show. Uh, and also, if you ever need to ask us a question or if you have any um, suggestions for the show, go ahead and email us at info at Connecticut.show. Thank you, WHUS. We appreciate it so much. That and we love you. Should be our theme song. And actually, one more thing, just as far as uh, if you enjoyed the music coming in, that's um, from some from friends down in New Orleans. Bon uh, Bon Vivant, they do our intro music and, and also our exit music for the show. Not quite the Dirty South, but NOLA is a great place. Why, why is NOLA not the Dirty South? You know, so I'm thinking along the lines of hip-hop genre. And back in the day, the Southern rappers were calling themselves the Dirty South. They still may. You still hear it sometimes. But New Orleans is like a different place. You know, down South... Places people consider down south. Of course, you consider Florida and some other places. I will dare to say New Orleans and Miami, those are two really different places from some other cultures down south. They just they get their own their own geographical, cultural, collective uh, colloquialisms, if you will. I would, I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. All right. When people say dirty south a lot of times, they are referring a lot of times to that Atlanta, Georgia area and that Georgia... Kind of is more, you know, we have more more ATL versus other areas. All right. I believe you. Now, as far as New England goes, I don't know that there are any terms that go with New England. I've never heard of the dirty New England. Yeah, we call it the clean N-E. <laughs> the clean is that, N-E. Is that what we call it? Yeah, we can now. I think we can say whatever we want as far as uh, how we approach it, because that's the point of the show is we're, we're looking at it for the first time. And 
if you go out to, and we're definitely not suggesting you do, but there is uh, the site out there, Connecticut.show, where we do have some material. Um, you'll know that we've talked about a few things before, but I feel like because this is our first episode here with the WHUS family that um, we should recover a few of those topics uh, before we get into to further episodes. And one of the things that I think is interesting is where we are. WHUS is out of UConn, uh, right off of UConn campus. Uh, a lot of students hey. do their shows from here. And this area specifically is called the Quiet Quarter of Connecticut, which sounds really charming. Um, and what it means is, or, or the way that I interpret Quiet Corner um, is, is very literal. It is, it is super quiet. And there are uh, very little light, light pollution. Uh, you're going to sleep. The, the loudest things are probably the frogs and the birds. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of, um, you know, parties in your neighborhood. It's, it's a very, very quiet bucolic, beautiful area of Connecticut. And it's where, where Terrence and I both call home today. And, um, and it's really quite nice. It's, it's also a really geographically convenient place. We're only an hour plus to Boston. We're about two hours plus to the city. And I, and I think that's impossible to have this show without referencing New York from time to time. We'll focus Absolutely. mostly on New England, but let's be honest, we're, we're heading down to New York uh, occasionally on the weekends. And in that way, the quiet corner of New York or, or of Connecticut is is geographically very convenient. Yeah, and that's one of the things I always compare it to, uh, as far as my hometown. Because in my hometown, I'm two hours from Atlanta, Georgia, basically two hours from Charlotte, North Carolina. And I tell a lot of people that when they're thinking about coming to to visit me, that I'm about two hours from Boston. A little less than two hours and about two and a half to get to the city. And by the way, when we say the city up in New England, they're referring to New York City. There is no other city they're referring to. They are talking about New York City. Yeah, I wonder how universal that is. I wonder collectively across the country, if you said the city, how many people would just assume that's New York? I very much think it's uh, New York, New England, this northeastern corner thing. Um Maybe maybe New England specifically. I'm not sure if you go to Philadelphia and you say you're going to the city, will they not think Philadelphia? Yeah, you would, but, you would think. Although New York is so iconic. Seriously, when people say it's the greatest city in the world, I think there's a case to be made that it really is the greatest city in the world. So if any city gets that, that universal right. title, I think New York has some claim to it. Right. Yeah, when you look at New York, and that's one thing about being there, it's funny— I feel like there are no real suburbs because when you talk, and I don't know if you remember the conversation we had with some of our neighbors one time when we were walking. When people talk about New York, there are no real suburbs. Like people who stay in those five boroughs, outside of those five boroughs, you're not New York anymore. Not It's not really a you're in the metropolitan area of New York right, City. It's yeah. like, nope, <laughs> you're not in the city, period. That's it. So I, I actually love those conversations when I hear people have them of, when people say they're from the Bronx, but they're really from Mount Vernon. Right. I um I was just speaking to a, a friend of mine who is on just just the bridge across on Jersey, um, and I actually forgot she had GW, a name for that. George Washington. Yeah, I think so. Maybe not. You're you're asking the wrong person <laughs> here. So this is where the new to New England thing will come in because I'm totally guessing here. I will say that um, she stays just across the river. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, collectively, she considers it the same as like Brooklyn or Queens or whatever. 
Um, but was what was interesting is we were talking and I was coming in for the weekend and she was like, oh, where are you staying? And I was like, I am staying um, West Midtown. And she said, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> like, how would I have known? That seems, I was staying in Midtown and I was staying on, oh, I said East, sorry. I was staying on the East side of Midtown. And she's like, no, that's Midtown East. But it's interesting that just like that, just like that, I had exposed myself <laughs> as someone who was not from the area. And I don't know that I necessarily feel that as much here in New England. I've never had anyone like raise an eyebrow at the way I've called a neighborhood or, or sorry, um, referred to a neighborhood or right. a city. I've never seen anyone like give me a look. But in New York, they call you out pretty quickly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's one of the beautiful things about being up here, I imagine. In, in New England? In New England and knowing the New Yorkers, I should say. of It's always cool being in a different place, picking up the different cultures and just learning about how they refer to New York. How Again, how people in those five boroughs feel like there's nothing out, outside of these bridges. We right. are it. <laughs> and I think Travis is right. They have a good case when you look at history to, to claim that. You know, when you think about fashion, music, and so on. It's, yeah, everything. When you say, "Oh, this is the best uh, Italian food I've ever had," in in the in the states, that's going to be in New York. When you tend to say, "Oh, this is the best whatever I've ever had," um, I think it was Jerry Seinfeld who made the point. Mm -hmm. You don't hear that very often outside. What what happens outside of New York is you hear people say, "Oh my God, this is almost as good as the food I had in New York." Right. But you never hear anyone in New York say, "Oh, that's almost as great as when I was in Montana." Like you never hear that right. back and forth. So. Uh, there is a claim to New York. And what's interesting about Connecticut, as we bring it back up north a little bit, is that Connecticut has this really interesting um, identity where it is very beautiful and green um, and, and so typical New England. But at the same time, it's considered part of the tri-state, which is New right. Jersey, New England, and Connecticut. So Connecticut has, I wouldn't know if identity crisis is the right name for it, but it has this uh, duplicitous identity where in some ways people do affiliate it with New York and in other ways people completely uh, consider it part of New England. Yes, it, you bring up some good points. and it, it just reminds me of some of the conversations we were having before we decided to do this show of how people, when they talked about us coming here and they think oh you're gonna be in the big city you better learn how to talk faster and we'd be explaining it to them like well, i'm between <laughs> boston and new york true yeah. but it's telling people like in between boston and stores connecticut and new york city and stores connecticut is a lot of green yeah so a, a lot of farmers stores stores connecticut is where the yukon campus is or at least main campus Correct. And if you were to put a, a pin in that and then just draw a circle around it, mm. it's a pretty big circle before you're hitting anything that you would call city. Right. Yeah. Even Providence, Rhode Island is another one where Brown University, Providence College and all those places at is, as we talk about a lot, these windy roads to where it seems like it should be a straight <laughs> shot. And actually is a straight shot. Ends yeah. up, it's. It's 45 or 50 miles from here, but it seems like it's about 140, 150, because it takes you still an hour and a half, two hours to get there. Yes. 
You're doing 45 miles per hour the whole way there, it seems like. Yeah, if you were new to, new, to, to this area specifically, you know that there are no straight roads. And in fact, getting the first time I came to this studio and tried to get home, I was already so, like, there's so many turns to get to a place that should be straight <laughs> that to kind of reverse engineer that afterwards is, is really difficult for me. And I will say, I've been in the car a few times with Terrence, and and he will just start talking about which highway to take and oh if you take this road off here it'll go on this scenic uh tour around the lake and if siri doesn't tell me how to get from point a to point b i'm not getting there so these conversations are quite interesting Terrence will be like hey have you ever just randomly taken highway and you know pick a number they they all are the same to me and i'll be like no no and, and each time i'll pretend like oh no this is the one time i didn't go that way but right. they're all, i've never gone that way if siri has not told me to go that way uh, I don't. But without her, I don't know how I would have gone the one mile or the five miles from my place to here more than twice. You know, I just there's just too many turns. Nothing. Nothing is straight here. Right. Well, Travis has had GPS and Siri longer than I have. That's why I, I had to figure <laughs> this out the old school way when I first moved here. Yeah, you're more of a you're more of a veteran. In fact, um, no one on this show, I think, has heard when you were saying that this you might have thought this was a city or people from home thought you were coming to the big city. Like, what was that like when you first came? So it started for me when I came here for the interview and you fly in and they're telling you, you're going to fly into Hartford. And you used to seeing stores and associated with UConn. And so a lot of times when I see UConn games, they'd be at Hartford, which is, a, as you know, it's a, not a huge city, but it's a smallish city, smaller metropolitan area. Then you get you get off the airplane at BDL, and you're like, "Where am I?" You see some hills. There's really nothing around. And I was taken aback at first because, as I was coming for the job interview, you get here, and you get off the interstate on Highway 195. Yeah, it means nothing to me. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm not even joking. Like to this day. I have no idea what the what the highway is back to our place. Yep, so go ahead. And then you, and then they're taking me up there, and I'm thinking, oh, I think they're kidnapping me. I see some houses in the stores, but it, we took about 15 minutes off the interstate, and so I was like, okay, this is where I could potentially be at. And so you're kind of taken aback because I did not know the area was so rural, and so far from another larger city. Um, because even Hartford, we call this a metropolitan area, but it's it's not huge. Um, so uh, people and uh, some people don't like some people don't like this, but Connecticut is considered a kind of what we're saying. It's it's a state, but it doesn't have any real big dots on the <laughs> on the map. If y'all know on the map, there's sometimes they have stars for the capital state, and then they'll have like the big dots for the large metropolitan areas. We don't necessarily have any big dots. We might have a bolded dot, and those would be what Greenwich, maybe Hartford. Um, I'm trying to think of Bristol, yeah, maybe Bridgeport, and some other areas. But they get, you know, they're they're not the big bolded dots. No, it's it's interesting though because you came here when you came here, you were single. Yes, and and I I. Know that anybody that knows the area knows that Terrence is actually probably being a little, um, 
he's not leaning in enough at what that experience really is. Like when you come off that highway, you think, oh, I'm about to hit stores. And you, you're you not near stores. You're a good, what, 30 minutes? Is that Would that be reasonable? It is. So it's funny you say that. It feels like 30 minutes. It's actually closer to 15. Right. It's like eight miles, but it takes you. The, uh, it takes you at least 15, me. 20 minutes to get there. Maybe 30 if you maybe 30 if you get caught behind you know a truck. And I don't mean a regular truck, I mean a tractor. Yeah. Which is very possible. The the joke is here that you're half hour from everywhere, right? No matter what. <laughs> like it says 1 mile, it's still going to take you because of all the turns, everything's one lane, but coming off of that highway is is kind of disorienting. Because you do go deeper and deeper into the woods. And I took a lift to the airport one time, and I was taking a lift home. And the driver was like, so you really live out here? (laughs) And he was like, what do you do if you break down on the side of the road? Aren't you afraid of bears? Aren't you afraid of... (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I maybe get through by not thinking about any of these things. (laughs) So it it is an experience to, to come here. Stores has built up quite a lot from when you first came here. So when I came here, they had like the plaza and the town center, which is just uh, adorable and quaint and very New England-y. But before that, I can't even imagine how quiet this place was. And you were here as a young, uh, dashing bachelor. So how did that work for you? you? The fortunate thing is I was not unfamiliar with being in the area like that, because like I said, sometimes it reminds me a little bit of home. But I was moving from a fairly big city in Charlotte, North Carolina, so there there's some boredom there, and you have to figure things out. I think at the time, a lot of times, I would just jump in my car, uh, I'd go, go to Manchester, go to the mall there, and i do a lot of exploring. Like, sometimes i just drive to Massachusetts. You know, it's my first time going to Boston. I think I drove there by myself to a to attract me there. Um, I, other times I went to visit, I had some family in New York, so I went to visit them, and I think my saving grace was that. And I had some friends that were in Philadelphia, which is not that close, but when you're 900 miles from home and you have friends near your age in a larger city and you're single and don't have much to do, those four hours to Philadelphia, see. It seems to be one hour sometimes when you're really looking for, <laughs> looking for some uh, something cool to do. Right, and and again, it's it's kind of built up here, but that is the charm of the quiet corner. So I think if there's one thing, you know, for this first episode, we're in this area. Um, let's just be really clear that every other week we're going to talk about all over New England, uh, everywhere from Maine uh, down to to the corner of Connecticut, right next to New York. We're we're going right. to cover all of it. But for this first episode, let's talk about here, because uh, first of all, that's where the radio um, broadcast tends to, to hit. There'll be a lot of students listening to this for the first time. And, and let's talk about what there is to do here, because I think the quiet corner of Connecticut brings up some of the absolute best of New England and some of its biggest challenges. Right. And... A lot of it has to do with where you're coming from. So let's just start with the fact that when you first come to uh, the quiet corner of Connecticut, anywhere, and in fact, let's back up there. Maybe you can help me with this. This is called um, Eastern Connecticut. This we are, We're in Eastern Connecticut, yes. So I already have a question there, because in my mind, if I were to 
say where this is. This is north of most of Connecticut, and it's west. Like, we're closer to upstate New York. We're not close to the sea. We're not close to the ocean, which is on the east. So why are we called Eastern Connecticut? We actually are Eastern because we are right next to, like, Western Mass. Like, I want to say Springfield and those things are considered Western Mass and Rhode Island. So we kind of back up against those, which are... Again, with, I'm trying. You, you're doing directions, uh, I'm, I'm Travis. pulling you, up a map right now. What am I doing? Travis Travis is confusing me with all these directions, you all. It's Eastern Connecticut. <laughs> no, nah, but it, it really it really is. Like, we're... The um, <laughs> places... The places, too... You know, you got me questioning this, because we always say we're near Western... Western Mass and Western um, Rhode Island, so, so I never questioned it. <laughs> so, so this is, in my brain, this is how I imagine it, right? So the East Coast, and if you talk about the East Coast, you're actually talking about the shoreline, right? The coast A lot of, times, yeah. of the East. 95. And so if you're Interstate talk- 95, I should say. Again, I believe you. I'm just going to trust you on that number. You could give me any number, and I'm going <laughs> to thumbs up you. Um, but if we're talking, so like Long Island comes up and kind of wraps around Connecticut, Right. Yeah, Long Island Sound, yeah, around right. that way, yeah. That sound, and I'm, Terrence, I'm, I'm pulling this out for you. I'm, I'm zooming out on the map. Okay, so this sound is what I would consider the east, the eastern part of Connecticut, of the United States, really. And if I start zooming in, okay. Yeah, we've had this conversation before. I know where you're going now. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm just saying we are significantly west of the of the ocean. Right. And to your point, we're getting up into Massachusetts when we're getting up to, to upstate New York, which mm-hmm. wraps around the, the backside. So if I'm imagining this, we are Western Connecticut. That would be my guess. The only The only thing I'm seeing now that I'm looking at it is our part of the country kind of fans out and over. So we're kind of like arcing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like New Jersey, we're still talking east where the ocean is. And then from that point, we kind of fall over. How would, how would you describe New York or the Long Island Sound? What happens there? Like branches out, right? Yeah, Long Island Sound. Long Island, as everyone knows, is, comes off New York. And it kind of, I would say, kind of hooks under, if it was a hand, it kind of hooks under Connecticut like it was about to catch it or an arm. Yeah, like it's holding, like there's an arm out and it's now in its palm. Right. Is Connecticut. Okay. So if the United States is a body, right, and it's standing straight up, there is a hand coming straight out holding Connecticut. And I think that's where all of the all of the geography gets weird, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I thought you were going to talk we spoke about this before that the fact that we're that we're on the east coast and it seems like we should be so close to water. Right. But we <laughs> but we're not. No, we're not. And the only time you really hit you hit it is what near New Haven <laughs> and also Long Island Sound. Maybe a couple other places as far as the ocean, but those are the big, the big places. Okay, here here's what I see. So if I'm looking at it, if we go all the way out to like but Rhode our Island, our square is tilted though. That's yes. the problem. Our square is tilted to the to the south. So western. That's why Western Connecticut actually hits. Okay. New York, but 
even if you take that, even if you, you <laughs> consider that Providence is, is headed out east, right? Correct. We're still in the center, right? And, it, and, and so I still see us as north central. So I, I think we're north central Connecticut. The world is going to tell you that we're eastern Connecticut. And, and I guess this is one of those times that you email in to info at Connecticut.show and tell me <laughs> what I'm doing wrong. Because clearly, clearly I, I have some um, visualization exercises to do because I'm not totally grasping this. But we seem like we're mid-north. I've been here for this long and I've never, we've never got, gone into depth like this before. I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation. Maybe we consider <laughs> my geography a little bit. Which we don't teach in school well. That's probably the problem. Uh, I I can only speak to California school system. You went to public school. I was in the public California school system. Oh yeah. yeah, I went to public school in South Carolina, so I blame them. Even though shout out to all my teachers, <laughs> I do love you, and it's really not your fault. That's funny. But I still blame the public system, not the teachers. Y'all were lovely. All right. Logistics aside, about whether we're East Connecticut or not. Um, going back to what we would call this area, I think, first of all, let's talk about the fact that we're known as the Last Green Valley. Last Do you Green know Valley. much about why we're called the Last Green Valley? We we had that conversation. I think it's, I think one of the reasons is, and we talk about this, it's the, it's the nature. Like, it's a lot of preserves. We, as we always talk about, one of the first things you talk about when you're hearing built, things being built here is like, oh, that's a, I forgot a name. The ecosystem stuff. Oh, the wetlands. The wetlands. Yes, yes. the wetlands. <laughs> That's it's the wetlands. And so, I think that bucolic piece. Please Google that word. Um, it is a real word. Never heard it until I came here. Bucolic is a great word, though. Yeah, but I, that is part of that last Green Valley piece. I'm, I mean, it's, and I want to say that starts like. I mean, well, it stretches out like to New Hampshire and the other states, Vermont. Like it's just a beautiful little area and <clears throat> we we preserve a lot of trails we preserve a lot of as i said before wetlands and and that's intentional here so i think there's a big push to like keep that and to keep you know the cities that city life from encroaching upon it so and i really don't know if we're the last green valley or not but that is what i've read okay a, paraphr a paraphrase from me I, I Googled it while you were talking, not that I did not absolutely believe everything you were saying. Darn it, Google. But, quote, at night, the region appears distinctly dark amid the urban and suburban glow when viewed from satellite. So there's this strip of New England where at night you just see a, a no, no lights around it. There's a stripe that goes up. And I, I think we are considered, and obviously we're here in a valley, and it's green and bucolic and everything you said. Um, so I don't know how high it goes. You said it goes as far as New Hampshire. Is that right? I, where was I at? Massachusetts, definitely. I always see a sign when I'm coming back from Mass. This is what I say to everybody. That um, and coming back from some of the other town, well, states in New England, that I actually say the last Green Valley. So I can't say for certain. But again, one of the things we talk about more in the show is we go visit places and talk about the places we visited, because it's a fairly, the last Green Valley is a fairly large area. Yes, it is the 
valley that has the largest stretch of dark night dark night sky in the northeastern metropolis corridor and we plan on keeping it that way like i said because it, it's it's hard to get the movers <laughs> yeah so 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 that's where where i was kind of coming it took took a long way to to turn back to what i was saying when you think of new england you you think of one of whatever your list is like if you have five things where you think of new england if one of those things is this idyllic scenic fallscape where there are leaves everywhere that are changing and there's wildlife running through your backyard um you see baby foxes like in your front yard playing that's here yes what's not here is olive garden or best buy or anything where you're used to like, oh, I'm just going to run down five minutes and get in and out or five guys or whatever. That's not here. And for some people, you know, along the the spectrum of what you value, this is either heaven or not heaven. Right. Yeah. Yes. And the, it, I think Travis makes a good point. If you, I think about some of the college movies that we see and that's, that's also very, I would say, somewhat accurate as far as the picture you're picture in your head, like UConn's campus, and then of course we have so many campuses and beautiful campuses in New England. Um, from the uh, quite a few Ivies are here, of course. Uh, <clears throat> you have Boston College, Boston University, and the, of course those are going to be more urban, but just spread out when you look at it, and then you look at the landscape, and you look at some of the older houses like i i don't know how many places you go in the u.s when you're searching for a house and they'll say the only thing about this one it was built in 1790 and you're like what right yeah like several houses i think we had this conversation before you look and you're like how's the electric in that 1790 house that the so there's a lot of things about it that are beautiful though and they again to that point they really do try to preserve those type of places, those type of houses, because um, we have a couple of neighbors who, who talk about that and the stuff that's in their backyard and these relics they find in their backyard. Yeah, and they're they're very proud of them, and like when you go on a neighborhood walk, you're walking, and all of a sudden there'll be this cemetery, <laughs> there'll be the cemetery, it, around the corner from you. You're just like, oh, I'm gonna go on an afternoon walk, and all of a sudden there's a tombstone from 1780 something. Right. Um, with a Minuteman who fought in the Revolutionary War, and I think that's from Ireland. From from Ireland, yes. Uh, and and we're we're not making this up. This is like something that happened to us uh, very recently, and it's very common here. So, but but I would say on the flip side of that, it's not just there. You have to look for things in New England. Mm. So I lived here for years before um, Terrence was like. By the way, do you know that we live right next to the 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 cemetery where Nathan the first Hale. spy of the United States uh, is buried. And I was like, no. And it's like, what, 10 minutes from our, well, right. a half hour, half hour from our <laughs> house. Um, and it's, and it, it should be huge. But in New England, it's white noise because every historic thing that happened in the United States um, pre-1800, you can tie back here. A lot, yeah. I, I mean, Clearly not everything, but as far as like the the Revolutionary War and everything tied to the the 1776 Fourth of July, like American um, patriotism and Paul Revere's and the George Washingtons, 
they were just here. You know, it's mm -hmm. very common. Any other any other state in the union, if you're on George Washington Street, that doesn't mean anything. But here it might actually be the street where George Washington. Where he stayed. Yeah, at. summer right. home or something. Right. Yeah. Yes, and I agree. I think <clears throat> a lot of a lot of history in New England, uh, from pre-revolutionary to Revolutionary War to the Civil War, um, those time periods, and again, just the the towns around them. We have is Israel Putnam, uh, Nathan Hale, uh, just. I get your name, George Washington, Alexander Hamilton, Alexander. Yes, yeah, just he all probably ate at the same Denny's, right? Yeah, all these <laughs> names you hear, and you know, you see a lot of that stuff that's set up of, like, oh, this is where this person visited at, or this is where this person vacationed at. Like, uh, it's so many I can't name them because I, until we start doing this show, I didn't stop to read them all the time because there's so many. Right. But yeah, and um, it's it's like. Um, if you go into a tavern here, that's not gimmicky. It was someone's tavern here 100 years ago, right. 200 years ago. Like That kind of um, romanticism still lives here very loudly. And it's cool. And for some people, they want to visit and see that. And for some people, that calls to them. And they should come here because this is exactly the right place. Tavern's a good one because beer... This is the biggest beer place I've lived in since. <laughs> Do we have a lot of craft beers here? Or people are really big into the just make it first, making their own beer. The beer, the beer houses. I'm not a big drinker, so forgive me. Taverns, um, as you know, like there, so many taverns from the 1800s, <laughs> it, right? That that you that we're in with the earshot of. It's just beer's a big thing. That's this is where I first heard of uh. Dog, dogfish head IPAs and these all these different beers that people. It's funny when you tell people you don't really drink here because they're like, really. Sometimes people are taken aback and they're still like, well, try this. I made this with myself or. Yeah, I just made this in my garage, right. and and I should I guess if you're listening to the show, you should know that uh, you're not going to get a lot of alcohol reference or uh, suggestions from us. Terrence and I aren't big drinkers. Uh, I think occasionally, like to your, to your point, if someone's like, no, 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 you're really going to love this this thing I just made, I'll probably drink it for their sake and smile and pretend I like it, but I'm generally not in the know when it comes to cultural um, drinking at all. Yeah, same here. We so apologize it, for that. Yeah, if, if, if that's what you're talking Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we no, no good references for you. So, yeah, so Nathan Hale is buried, what? We'll, we'll say 30 minutes from... Yeah. Well, they never recovered his body, but that imp the empty tombstone is is and there. He, and he, it's a huge tombstone for somebody who I guess it's like a monument for somebody whose body we didn't recover. Yeah, it's a ridiculously sized because it's in such a small little town, um, but such a beautiful cemetery. So also, if you're a cemetery person, um, this is just this really gorgeous on the lake yes. cemetery. Lake with Coventry. This, yeah, on Lake Coventry. And if you want those sunset pictures on the lake with the with the yeah, beautiful New England monument, uh, that's Coventry is definitely a place I would I would look to spending a night in. Yes, absolutely. Um, and again, we kind of across the street from uh, one of those eighteen hundred places we were talking about. And I just want to mention Travis 
almost fell in the lake there. At least I thought I was going <laughs> to fall in the lake there. So doing one of these New England winters to where things I wouldn't do down south, walk on a lake that's frozen just because other people are riding four-wheelers on it. But my co-host here gladly walked out there. No. I filmed the whole thing. It was going to feel so bad if he fell in because <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to help. But hey, those are some of the cool things about being here. That's just different because just certain things you wouldn't dare do. Down south, or I'm a you know, yeah, California's a little different, but not not where I was. I was in Southern California. The thought of walking, every, everything I knew about walking on a frozen lake was from stories or movies, which ends in Somebody the boy falling, falling in and dying. That's how they die. <laughs> this character's out on the frozen lake. That's how we know that character dies. So when Terrence and I went to that uh, cemetery, and it was frozen, like there were people out way in the middle. Ice fishing. Ice fishing with a tent and a fire, which seems so... Yeah, <laughs> with a fire on the on the ice. Um, before the four-wheeler came out, we looked at it and I thought, no, this is just how you die. This is how the story ends as someone walks out there. So it wasn't like I brazenly ran out onto the well, lake. It was pretty brave. It, it did take some courage and it was... I don't, I don't think... And, and eventually, was it a snowmobile or was it like an actual four-wheeler? It was big to be on that piece of ice. That's all I remember. You know, it may have had wheels, maybe not. Yeah, the further I got out, though, the more confident I felt because you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't see through the ice. It was, it was thick enough that your visibility didn't go into the water, so it would have taken some force of God to actually break that ice that yeah. I, I feel like I wasn't capable of doing. And we have to go out for a, what a spring or a summer look at it, because I forgot that. Well, that was that was kind of towards the spring actually. Now that I think about it, speaking of weather here, it, it you know it's March is pretty cold here. Yeah, but I do think this brings up another topic when we're talking about the worst of New England. I did actually take the family back, mm. um, maybe early June, maybe end of May, and Without it looked me? like. The sprinklers were on. And I was like, well, I didn't even know they had sprinklers because most of your neighborhoods, most of your areas, it rains so much here, except for this year, which is very drought heavy. Um, most people don't have sprinklers. Uh, the rain's going to do its job. So it was weird that this cemetery had sprinklers. And then when we got closer, it was bugs. <laughs> just millions and millions <laughs> of tiny gnats. And like, I almost threw up. It was so. <laughs> disgusting and the bug count here is something i would have never ever anticipated and you can tell me if the south is similar but i could tell you in the deserts of the west the utahs and the arizonas and nevadas and californias we do not get bugs like that and and the bug count here there um we were just at the so if you do go into new york the new york city library is actually more of an exhibit than a library mm -hmm. And they were having something on insects. And I think the number of insects was like in the quintillions or some ridiculous number. And I thought, I bet we have 80% of them <laughs> here in New England. Yes, it, bugs are bad down south. But the one thing that we spoke about before is, is Lyme disease, of course, ticks. Yeah. And I never really worried about ticks like that when I was younger. And then you get here and it's like, oh, Make sure you're checking yourself for ticks every time you go out or near the woods. You know, it's it's unnerving. And then, of course, 
I'm trying to think of how many people I met from here who have not had Lyme disease. Like everybody, or knew somebody that's had it. Um, and being at home, when you hear about Lyme disease, it's like, oh, it's terrible. You don't want to get that. And and here, yeah, it's almost commonplace. Yeah. So, is there not a large tick count in the South? It may be. I don't know. Again, we never really spoke about it like that because I guess there's no Lyme disease, which is named after a town in Connecticut, Lyme, Connecticut, in East Lyme. But really, really beautiful town, by the way. Yes. Like, you, you think, is Lyme disease worth it? Because it's just so gorgeous. Yeah. It's not. Lyme, Lyme disease, disease is not is worth, not worth it, it, to be clear. But, <laughs> but it is a beautiful town. But you, So, you have ticks in the South. But they don't carry the same kind of disease. Is that the idea? They may carry it. I just know we didn't worry about it like we do here. Have you ever had a tick on you in the South? No. I, I never had one or ever worried about it in the West at all. My dog got it one time, and my dog was more of an outside dog. I remember having like one. May have had more, but I remember one or two, maybe two ticks we had to remove before. If you're here, that's every every time your dog goes out, I feel like people are talking about yeah. If it goes in the woods, at least. Yeah. And and I guess it's another thing. There's your backyard and then there's the woods, right? There's the lawn you mow and that's going to back up against the forest. Like mm -hmm. we're talking Hansel and Gretel forests are in your backyard. And and but again, another beautiful thing about New England, though, I feel like and we have the as some people call them, the um, cookie cutter houses and things like that. We have those neighborhoods. And of course, near the university are apartments now and some other things but one of the cool things about new england that was counter to what people said was when you get houses up here you're not going to get as much land but actually in these new england areas it's a good chance you'll get you know you will get land depending on where you depending on where you want to stay especially in this area yeah, around the university for sure. Yeah. Around uh, Ashford, is it? And Coventry. Yeah. yeah. And I found out to be in New England also. Again, I'm not saying we don't have towns because there's also a lot of those cool looking, like I would call them mill towns back at home to where they're along a river or something. And you could tell they were, when the mill was going, um, a lot of people stay in the area. But it's just, I think the surprises of being up north for me were things like that. Of, there's a lot of houses you do you do get some land with. Taxes are definitely more. But yeah, we should definitely. <laughs> so I've been I've been taking count as we've gone through here. One, I think we need to bring some students here from time to time. Bring a student in, talk about what life. I was thinking of your experience as a single uh, right. person coming here for the first time, but it was before there were stores. And and I mean that both for the city name and also yeah. S T O R E S. Yeah, and. Um, and also, but but I mean, with that, we um, we could get a, a lot of different perspective coming in. But taxes are one thing that you have to talk about here. Um, taxes that you don't necessarily see. I thought leaving um, Salt Lake, which is where I left from finally when I came here, that, yeah, New England has a lot of taxes, but you'll see it. Right. Mm -hmm. You'll see these beautiful roads. But no, they toll those roads and we'll get to tolls one day. You know, there'll be an episode on that. Um, it, it's interesting where those taxes go and what they're doing. And there is some validity to it. When you think of education, when you think of the most educated or prestigious education in the United States, you tend to think 
of the the East Coast. You tend to think of, of New England and, and New York. Um, so there is some validity to mm-hmm. higher teacher pay and maybe better facilities here. I know that UConn is just a great organization, and, and you were listing off some universities that, that benefit greatly. But you don't necessarily see it at the DMV. Right. Where where this may be the worst DMV experience of my life. So we do need to, to talk about that someday. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely jump into that. You mentioned the tolls, the windy roads. We definitely need to talk about um, our school tours. That's something we mentioned, again, that you won't, you won't get a better place or a better mix of just having so many options of good institutions to attend here. And, and again, the beauty of the campuses. Right. So on the the seasons, I was going to say, and the seasons also like New England. I've enjoyed being here and and actually having, you know, even though climate change is probably real. I don't know if I can say it is on the radio. People not to be political, but we have summer, fall, winter and spring here. I'm I'm laughing. I it never even crossed my mind that we would have to get to politics eventually. But the way that you handled climate change there was was quite entertaining. Thank you. That was funny. No, I try I try my best. <laughs> I am the comedic relief here. <laughs> I just uh, as soon as uh, you're getting on that, I'm like, oh, where are we going with this? And uh, you you dance that dance. I think very yeah. uh, neutrally. Is that a word? Yeah. It should be. But we're not. You know, I'm not a politician. Even though politics exists, and I understand it, but not a politician. Yeah, I think, you know, if you've listened this far, if you're doing some gardening on a Sunday afternoon and the show's still on, just as far as background goes, Terrence is a is a world-class athlete. And when we start talking about sports, <laughs> when we start talking about uh, collegiate activities, Terrence is going to be an expert on that. Uh, my background is film. I used to have a, a film radio show out of Salt Lake City. I've been a film critic for over 10 years. So when we get into our topics, you'll probably hear us very passionately speak up and, and, and be ready to talk about what New England does or does not have, how they can improve in those areas. But I think, Terrence, it probably makes sense when we start talking about Lyme disease and ticks. Maybe we bring in an expert. So from time to time, I think we should have guests. If you know yeah. a guest, if you'd like to be a guest, uh, please hit us up at info at um, Connecticut.show. Yeah, we have some excellent people that we do plan on bringing in by excellent people i mean people that i know uh, from from the area who've been here for years who give good insight and we do i think travis is telling the truth we do want to hear what are we missing because i don't take my word as the only word of new england again we said at the beginning this is two transplants from here so sometimes we're gonna hit it right on sometimes we're not and it is our opinions our opinions are usually right but we'll still listen to yours yeah, I, I think even with the experts, it might be heated if an expert's like, no, 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 that's really good. But our experience as transplants is it's a little bit questionable. We'll be pretty honest with that. We will try to give um, as much of a new view. When you live in a place for forever, it's hard to uh, it's hard to right. kind of take that objective look. So, no, we'll be vocal when we have to, but Absolutely. clearly apolitical at the same time. Yeah. 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 We got some good jokes to share. <laughs> You know, I think I just seen the lighthouse pop up. So, yeah, I mean, again, I think the one of the big things I want people to know about New England and um, the Connecticut show is that we really we're going to talk about some cool things. We're going to talk about some things that were awkward tours that are not so cool. But really, I think 
the surprising beauty of New England and Connecticut specifically and some of the opportunities it has, I think I really want people to know that. And they hear, when they hear us talking and just even, you know, if you're coming up and you're looking for a trail to walk, you know, if or if you know one now, like let us know so we can go check it out. Um, <clears throat> traveling up to Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, and what that's like, and some of the different cultures there, and even some of the different culture we see in Connecticut. Like it's, I think it's a little more, you know, diverse than I gave it credit for coming up here. Yeah, I, I think also some of the the topics slightly that, <laughs> the topics we'll be uh, hitting on is. Uh, to, to your point, Terrence, some of the opportunities here. I didn't know that um, there are several schools from Connecticut to Maine that will allow you to have in-state tuition, um, yes. all of within New England, even if you're from out of state. So we'll talk about things like that. We'll talk about um, pieces of the education system you can benefit from, things, uh, maybe some government programs you can benefit from as we're learning about them. And again, if you have any questions about them, send them our way. And, uh, and we'll have those conversations. But to Terrence's point, we'll walk the trails, uh, we'll go to the locations, we'll take pictures, we'll post it up on the website, we'll have the conversation here. And again, if you'd like to be a guest or if you know a guest that, that would help us uh, help us round that out, um, info at Connecticut.show. Have I ever got that wrong, by the way? I've been trusting that you've been getting it right. Now, the reason I ask Listen, is I, I, I have, have to a check few, my phone now. Let me see. I have, I have a few. Um, Different different URLs, and so I'm just making sure that when I say info at, like on the show, have I said info at Connecticut show um, all the time? But we're coming up on the hour. We have about ten minutes left, Terrence. So as we get to the end, I think it's important to to start to talk about um, here in the last Green Valley because it will probably be a while before we come back to something so close to home, mm -hmm. you know, our next conversation might be about lighthouses or whatever the next episode is. So if you had your last two cents on what makes the last great Valley great, uh, what would you tell our listeners? My two cents on what makes the last green Valley great. First of all, you get great neighbors like Travis Poppleton. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I really enjoy about this area just really, really location. If I was not living here, I can definitely say I wouldn't have visited New York as much. I wouldn't have visited Boston as much. Never would have seen Providence. Probably wouldn't have gone to Philadelphia because there are just, just aren't areas that are really close enough for me to travel within a driving earshot. And so you're in this bucolic rural area with walking trails, not great sidewalks, but good walking trails and and the beauty of nature around it, as Travis said, you know, you got deer, fox, things like that running through your yard. And I can still make a trip, which can seem like miles, miles and miles and miles away, but I can still do day trips to one of the largest city in the world, cities in the world from there. And, and I think that's one of the cool things. And then, of course, no, not, but in another large city, but not one of the largest in Boston. And I can go to a smaller town in Providence or even check out some of these cool little towns. Again, so many cool little New England towns here that you can go to. And I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a little marvel here that that I appreciate. And I've appreciated being here. And it's, it's taken being here for a while to appreciate it because <laughs> I know in the show earlier I said I used to get out of here a lot. But 
I think it still allowed me to being able to be have access to those CDs and still have access to some of the the nature and the greenness as the last Green Valley um, would indicate that it provides has been a blessing and um, it's been good for me. Yeah, I think I would definitely um, jump off that bridge that you're talking about in the West. If you go four hours in any direction, you're still in that state. If you're in Phoenix, Arizona, and you go two hours north, southeast, west, you're in Arizona. Nevada, Utah, California, uh, Oregon, Washington, the states are just so big. And to your point, Terrence, two hours from here is everywhere. You could be on the coast, you could be in the mountains, you could be in the snow skiing, um, you could be on a quiet private lake, Um, you could be in the richest neighborhoods in the country, in the world, you could be in some of the poorest neighborhoods in the country, in the world. Um, and, And when it comes to food, you could go from Michelin star places to to just some of the best delis or local shops that you're going to find that in a two-hour radius is is really phenomenal and we're talking like castles there's a castle maybe 45 minutes from us and so there's even pieces of like england if you travel to europe a lot and you go out and you're like my god there's this gorgeous castle in the middle of the woods we have that right and and it's a it's a phenomenal thing to think at any point, I'm two hours from just, I mean, if you're, if you're a social media person, this is the place. I have, a, I have a social media account that's just my pictures from New England, and about 85% of them are within a two-block radius, and you would never know because mm-hmm. everything is so different and everything changes so much. So we're ridiculously photogenic. Um, geographically, we're located in such a, a, a great place. Some of the best talent in the world comes through uh, through New England as well. And Connecticut itself, I think we probably do have to dedicate a show to Connecticut because it's got its, its ins and outs. Yeah. Um, but in just this kind of sweeping, large brushstroke of a first episode, um, I'll say that we're, we're in a really beautiful place. I can't wait to dig into it more uh, each week. 20 miles from a large, large casino. Yeah, we're 20 miles see. from anywhere, which right. is... 30 to 45 minutes from anywhere. Um, but yeah, that the and to Terrence's point, I think culturally, one of the things that New England gets some, um, gets some slack for is kind of a cold perception that maybe there's a, um, your neighbors aren't as friendly. And I think that that's a misconception in some ways. And I think, again, we'll probably get to that on later shows. But I've met some of the best people I've ever met in my life here. And, and I wouldn't, wouldn't change that for anything. So hopefully, uh, you're, you're tuning in each week, Sunday afternoon. We're talking about the things that you care about. If not, please email us, and, uh, and we'll make sure that we, we change that. I agree. Email us. Let us know. We appreciate you all for staying with us. If you stayed with us for this long, and... Yeah, I guess we'll give a, another shout-out to uh, Bon Bon Vivant for giving us the intro and outro music. Bon Bon Vivant. I just learned how to pronounce that name not too long ago, you all. So Yeah, great, great, fantastic NOLA band. Uh, maybe we'll find a New England one to replace them. We haven't met them yet. Tell you what, if you're a New England band and you want to do an intro for our show, please reach out to us. Uh, but until then, we'll see you in two weeks, uh, Sunday afternoon. <laughs>